Hi everyone, and welcome back to another collaboration with Lights, Camera, Rant, and the Nerd Dose Podcast. Today you're going to get some ranting, raving, and reviewing, as well as your daily dose of nerd content. I'm Zach, we got Kyle, and we got Lee today. How are you guys doing? Hi, everyone. Hello. We are all three back together for another collab. Third collaboration, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, damn right. Third collaboration. And not to mention, it is so weird hearing my, my intro on the other side of the fence. <laughs> oh, man. I had to do a combination, you know? it's. Uh, I feel like it went pretty that well. That actually went really well and really better than what I expected. Yeah. I, I did I was tell- rehearsing it in my head. Few times. I did tell you to do it on an Australian accent, but I guess not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I, if I tried to do an American accent, it would just be offensive. <laughs> now I'm curious to hear it. Maybe off, off camera, off podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, you're right. This is our third collaboration. I think the first one we did. Well, yeah, it was just uh, I think it was just a general episode we did together, and then we did one right before Doctor Strange two. And yeah, this is our third. You are actually, you guys are my most recurring guest. Yay! Likewise, likewise. <laughs> we love to hear it. Yeah, the, if you guys are also curious about our past collaborations, you can find them on both of our podcasts at um, Spotify accounts as well. I think we finished then, our first collaboration in March, and then the next one was, I think, I believe in April. Mm. Yes, right. The, the week. The week of, I think the week of yeah. Doctor Strange when that came out, yeah. which was perfect timing. Definitely, definitely, yeah. Um, and if not, also, if everyone listening is, we've just recently both uh, just appeared on Tickets for Two. Yes, yes. So you could go check out both of our episodes. On, I think Lee Lee has his own on his own Spotify account as well as Tickets for Two, and then our episode is just just on Tickets for Two. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I had a blast, and I can't wait to do more collaborations with them in the future. More trivia also. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Honestly, they're so good at their trivia, and I felt so sorry for you guys. But hey, I also got (laughs) butchered terribly. Yeah, the debate was tough. We'll give them that for sure. Santi holds his ground. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he does. Um, So, Zach, what have we got installed for everyone for this particular episode. So this episode has been long coming. I think we've talked about this kind of episode, I would say over the past two months. Yeah. Um, I think this yeah. idea came out with doc- right after Doctor Strange, you know, mixed reviews that kind of didn't fizzle out the greatest. Month later, or what was it? Two months later, Thor Love and Thunder came out again. Very mixed reviews mm-hmm. for an MCU film. A lot of chatter Ooh, yeah. with the MCU community about what their thoughts are on Phase 4 and if it's living up to the hype or should they have stopped after Endgame, is Marvel dead? And we are here today to dive into Phase 4 of the MCU and to give our thoughts on what we think of the phase overall and maybe a few rankings here and there. Mm-hmm. That sounds that sounds good to me, which, you know, there's only one show, there are two shows left, a special and one more movie for phase four, and that is a wrap. That is wild to think about. It's kind of scary on top of it. It's like phase five coming soon also. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, that's, and that's in Feb. 
straight off the bat. Yeah. yeah Ant-Man. Oh, man. Ant-Man is like, what, seven, eight months away? Yeah. Like, less than a year for sure. I'm scared. Oh, man. That movie's going to mess us up. Mm-hmm. I saw, a, a, what was that? An article saying, like, the rough cut is two hours and 45 minutes so far. Whoa, I didn't know about that. But if it is, I'm down for that. Yes. I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Give us another long movie, mm-hmm. please, Marvel. Mm-hmm. For how in-depth yeah, that also not, is. Not this two hours. Not this two hours. Not, like not going to get into full into it, but yeah, there's a difference between a two-hour movie and the Batman. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this phase four has also been the longest phase. Not necessarily time period-wise, but the amount of content they've been able to pump out. Mm-hmm. Um, I just looked it up. It looks like they have a total of 50 hours and 21 minutes, which I believe yeah. is in total more than the entire MCU combined. Yes, it, yeah, yes, it is. But I, a lot of people have said, uh, I've noticed saying, oh, that's, you know, that's so much content. Like, you know, how could they be doing this? you got to remember, guys. The reason why Phase 4 is so big is because this is Disney Plus TV shows in full swing. Mm -hmm. Imagine what it would have been if we had Phase 1, 2, and 3 with Disney Plus shows. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That that actually starts off the first question I have for both of you guys. Do we like Phase 4? Carl, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. So I think I like Phase 4 only because it does provide some insight from what everything happened post Endgame. you know we got to get introduced to new characters to see where the date but the day had to live through when this whole blip thing or whole end game thing had to go through um we also got introduced back to our old characters like hawkeye for example or spider-man or wanda loki so on and so forth um getting to see what happened with them and how they had to um uh, follow up both the events post Endgame as well i think that was something cool and interesting that it was important for us to follow as Marvel fans to see what what did they had to do? Did they had to live through it? Did they had to adapt to anything? Did they have to change anything about the, how they lived? Same thing with like the new characters, like Moon Knight, for example, and Shang Chi. Like, what did they did they had to live through anything? Did they have to adapt to what happened? Um, I think it was a cool idea, and I'm okay with how Phase Four was. Um, because it's still at least giving up that buildup for what could be possible, what's going to be happening in Phase Five and Six in the near future. Oh yeah, oh, which we have mm-hmm. perfect clarity almost with what's about to come. Give it to us, Lee. Look, a lot of people have said, uh, I a lot of the points uh, Kyle just said, I fully agree with you, hundred and ten percent. Seeing all these different characters and seeing the ramifications from Endgame, I think overall what you will see is uh with all the phases that it's almost phase four i have like post depression is uh, or end end game depression almost True. you know a lot of this phase is obviously inducing a lot of new characters but it's also doing very well showing us the fact that you know even though these characters are larger in life, you know, and they're invincible, they can fly, they can do all these things, Endgame really shook a lot of people to the core to these characters, and it's still, you know, still feeling the effects. And we will still see the effects from Endgame, I feel, well into Phase 5. Definitely. You know, we'll, I feel like we'll still get the way into Phase 5 and the door flip, and then we'll, 
obviously trug on straight into the Avengers uh, 5 and 6. But I feel when Phase 4 is all done and dusted, it will be looked as, you know, as the sad saga or the, you know, the the most trauma. Because then look at, you know, just for example, you look at uh, Peter Parker No Way Home, look at Moon Knight, uh, look at Wanda, you know, look at Hawkeye, mm-hmm. you know, look at all these characters that show how utterly broken they are. And even even Doctor Strange. Yeah. I, I keep thinking in that moment when he's sitting in the church and he's talking and that other doctor comes up to him and says, you know, there really was no other way, was there? And he's like, no. And he's like, well, you know, you could do all this, but you still couldn't get the girl. Like, brilliancy. Oh. Oh, smack to the face. <laughs> yeah, like just a, yeah, thanks for saving our life. Fuck yeah. No, I, I would agree with you on that. Definitely the trauma has been like uh, amplified by so much. Yeah, trauma in this um phase you know this phase definitely took i think the most risks mm-hmm. you know we first phase one through three you know they started to develop this formula this type of movie throughout i think was most notable starting in phase two and then leading on to phase three they definitely had a formula of what we were going to get for a marvel movie and with these risks that they took in phase four i felt some of them paid off and some of them not so much i mean mm-hmm. And this is also the addition of the Disney Plus show, something I think it also started like a spark of something new. You know, these shows were announced, what, like five years ago that they were going to start doing these? Mm -hmm. And 2019, 2020? Yeah. Yeah. I think even earlier than that, maybe not so much the titles, but the idea of like bringing shows over to Disney Plus. And this kind of sparked the whole idea of like, whoa, what if we actually put you know, movie budgets into TV shows and see what that has got. Mickey Mouse money. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think for the most part, I think it's paid off. Like it we've is. had so much character development. Mm-hmm. People keep complaining oh, about. Not as deep. Yeah. Or like as dramatic. Yeah. Um, it's too fast for just when the TV shows are too, like you have a lot more time to focus on what the characters are. We, we learn about the characters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I like that a lot. I feel like it gives a like a lot of people I've seen online complaining about the Disney Plus shows, going, "Oh, there's so many," or you know, CGI shit, or mm-hmm. you know, it's not that good. And I think to myself, well, you got to remember these Disney Plus shows are obviously are meant to give you that extra time to know about these characters before they get launched into a movie. They can take that extra time. Yes, some people I've seen people complain that, you know, six episodes isn't long enough, but like be grateful for the fact that you've got these six episodes to look at this character. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, some of the Disney Plus shows haven't all hit the mark at the very top, but obviously they're not always going to. But you know, you look at WandaVision, you look at Moon Knight. Moon Knight I keep coming back to because I'm like that's a character barely anyone knew about, yeah. but everybody knows what Moon Knight is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. he's a household name now for mm-hmm. sure. They're also taking the idea of like separating stories. You know, a lot of complaints with the MCU is that, oh, I have to watch so much of this to catch up on everything, mm-hmm. and I just don't want to take the time to do that. Mm-hmm. But then here you got shows like Moon Knight. Miss Marvel, stuff that is completely disconnected, yeah. even Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi yeah. So many projects that are disconnected, and yet people are still complaining about it. 
But the thing is, I like yeah. that stuff, though, because at least it gives us another perspective mm-hmm. with this whole post-Endgame world that we're in now with Marvel. Exactly. So at least, like I said, like I said earlier, it focuses back on them. And we and I want to get introduced to new characters on top of it. Like, we've already been exposed to Spider-Man, Iron Man, Thor, Hawkeye, Black Widow, so on and so forth. Like, getting at least a new spice of new characters that we haven't really been introduced to yet is something to liven up with what Marvel can produce. Like, obviously, there's so many characters that Marvel has in general, but it's good to even include it regardless. That's that's exactly right. And the thing is, we got to also remember, which a lot of people probably won't like as well, is that this is the time that the MCU will be completely shifting to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's... No, we're not going to see, which is still very gut-wrenching to myself, is that we will no longer see the original Avengers 6 together ever again. Yeah. And, you know, it's when we're going to move forward because, you know, the new team is going to consist of Miss Marvel, you know, Kate Bishop, Shang-Chi, the Internals, and obviously the new characters that will get introduced into Black Panther. You know, this will be the new Avengers team moving forward. Like, oh, and She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... You think the Eternals are going to be a part of the Avengers? I feel like they're still going to be kind of their separate thing, but will help out here and there. I feel like they're still going to be coming into play, though, at least. See, by the end of the Eternals movie, though, they were so broken up as well. So yeah. I could definitely see like a few of them popping up here and there. Um, but then you look at like okay. someone like Kingo, who kind of just walked away from the fight. True. Um, mm-hmm. So I could definitely see... There was a concept art I posted on our story a couple, maybe last week, of like Kang fighting some of the Avengers, and Thena was in there. Oh, along with like Shang Chi and stuff. So the thing that I worry about so much about these Disney Plus shows is the amount of characters they are introducing to this universe. That's true. So, yeah. which is fine. Mm. We, I, I'm, I think the amount of like superheroes they're doing is it makes sense. Like they're growing, and I don't think it's too much. I think it's like the side characters. Mm. So, for example, like defenders back in what 2017 ish 2018 Mm -hmm. on netflix got luke cage iron fist jessica jones and daredevil yeah each one of those shows had their own trio of friends and i see what you're saying they all have their own side characters Mm -hmm. and then when it came to the defenders show all those side characters like pretty much didn't exist whatsoever so it was just like only those four superheroes which Mm kind of stunk because you know, some of the reasons why you like those shows so much is because of the side characters. You know, I love the relationship between Matt Murdock and Foggy mm-hmm. Nelson, and we did not get that whatsoever in the Defenders show. I I 100% agree with you. I've just started watching Daredevil in the past two weeks, the very first time. Yes, yes. Love to hear that. And I'm loving it. I can't, don't know why I didn't watch this earlier, but this is so good. Yeah, I just started watching it. And yeah, I do love the relationship that we're seeing, especially, you know, like I said, like you said with daredevil and foggy um but i'm just also thinking is it good that they're not really introducing the side characters like foggy back into like defenders or even if like with future projects where we see all the side characters coming into play with all the future movies do you think it's good that they're kind of lessening those side characters and more focusing with the major characters that we rather folk that we rather look into so i think this idea comes from, um, like, Katie and Shang-Chi. She was yeah. there for the final fight. Yeah. And she's kind of, like, I want to say Shang-Chi's sidekick, but she's definitely with him. Mm-hmm. Like, do you see her being in an Avengers movie? No. Yeah, exactly. See, no. Then, I, think, oh, go right I think it comes down to necessity. Oh, like, true. yeah. 
in this scene, like, or in this movie, will you really be needed? Like, would you, well, would your character even ask you to come along? Yeah. You know, and then I to, look at, to the fight. And then I look at Layla, though. You saw her at the end of Moon Knight. Yeah. You saw how strong she was. Mm-hmm. Would she, would she come in later oh, as well? And her outfit that was just spot on. Beautiful. It was beautiful. It was mm-hmm. awesome. You're right. Like, will, will she appear? But then again, that's the thing is like her abilities compared to versing someone like Kang the Conqueror. It's not going to work where out. Where does that mark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, are you literally just an ant? Mm-hmm. Do we even, I guess, do we even see Moon Knight even become a, like, show an appearance as an Avenger? Because I would love that personality interaction mm-hmm. with the other Avengers, but I just don't see him ever becoming at all, like, or have the potential to, like, fight an Avengers type threat. Due to the character and the fact it's uh, Oscar Isaac, I could see him being in the Avengers movie, being Moon Knight because of his star power altogether. But the thing is, like, I do... I, I do know that he probably will uh, appear in the Blade movie. Yeah, see, that definitely makes sense with Black Knight. Because Blade isn't going to be set in New York this time. Yeah, I think it's London, right? London, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's London. Yeah, because that's where I think Blade got introduced to um, Dane Whitman, I believe his name is, mm-hmm. from Eternals, the Black Knight. So, yeah. Yeah, if I can have a movie with those three characters fighting vampires, I would love it. That'd be perfect. Done. Done. And we'll be better than Twilight. (laughs) Exactly. Oh my gosh, that'd be so awesome. So my next question for you both would be, how does this phase compare to the others? Do you compare it to more, I guess, like phase one? Or would you compare it to more phase three? Because that's also the most recent one. And also phase three has also done the idea of introducing more characters. For example... Doctor Strange, Black Panther, Spider-Man, all those had their own projects and kind of were introduced in Phase 3. It's very hard to compare. To me personally, I find it very hard to compare because, you know, technically, you know, this is obviously leading to something, but not as the next phase is going to be Avengers. Uh, because this is this phase is mostly, like, as I said, post-drama, post-depression, um about end game trauma and introducing more characters. Uh, the probably the best one you can compare this to is Phase Three, because ha- as you said, Zach, of all the characters getting introduced. What I will have to say is that I feel like Phase Three will probably had more of a consistent quality of film. Yes. Um, in Phase Three, if we just obviously we can only we can only compare. Uh, the films we can't compare the um uh the tv shows but for quality films i would say phase three but really had a better lineup mm-hmm. um because look don't get me wrong but like you know black widow solid spy movie solid spy movie akin to like jason Bourne, but kind of had its let down moments um shang chi was outstanding i can't fault that but then you got like internals, which was a bit decisive. Easy, and then easy. you've got <laughs> what was that? It's an easy, easy. I love my internals. <laughs> yeah. I know you do. I know. Mark says the same thing from Mark. My words. He's like, "Why do you rip on the internals?" I'm like, "I liked it. I just wasn't like, I cannot wait to see where all your characters will appear again in the MCU." <laughs> 
You know, I'm like, oh. and you know, even Doctor Strange and Thor: Love and Thunder has been very decisive for me personally. I prefer probably Doctor Strange over Thor: Love and Thunder because of that, the mystic arts yeah. and the multiple dimension jumping. Mm-hmm. But then again, on the flip side, Christian Bale Thor: Love and Thunder was just fantastic, beautiful, yeah, wonderful. Who, who do you think <laughs> yeah, had a better performance, film. Christian Bale or? Elizabeth Olsen. As Look, I'm going to say it straight. Elizabeth Olsen has been the absolute anchor of Phase 4. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I second that. Yeah, she literally played this beautifully with how the development of how Scarlet Witch is. And, you know, we thought she was a, like the superhero at first with everything she's done. But then, you know, now as we learn her more and more, she's becoming more sinister, more evil, especially being overtaken by the dark hole trying to be trying to get her life together just to have her sons or her family back together um and trying to do whatever whatever it takes to like to get every to get what she wants it's it's so sinister and i love it and so beautifully played fully agree fully agree what do you think kyle on the comparing the films the rest of phases so in my thought I like I think the beginning of what whole the whole phase four was was kind of similar to what the whole phase one was um, because it did kind of introduce a lot of the new characters like Shang-Chi, Moon, kind of like Moon Knight. Well, I got to, let me take that back. I think phase four is a honestly a big, big mix between phase one and phase three, pending like what show you're like looking at, because it was really a mix of like when we had characters where they were collabed together, like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, uh, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of, or or Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. It was like they had those shows where it was collabed together, and then you also have those shows, like like I said, Chang Chi, Moon Knight Eternals, and all them, where they were just introduced into Phase Four, so that way we can know who they are, and then probably in the future learn more about them. It was slow for sure, but it did. It is getting built up at this time with what we've been through so far, especially with what happened in Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. So I think the movies that they introduce new characters seem to shine, I wouldn't say the most, but definitely shine out of the, what, six movies we've gotten. Yeah. Shang-Chi, definitely, I would say, easily one of the best of Phase Mm 4. Brand new character, brand new style, just entirely amazing movie. Etern- Fresh. Eternals, a lot of people, very decisive. Um, a lot of actual MCU fans enjoy the film. <laughs> oh, so sorry to say that. But no. Oh, yeah. They still do a great job at introducing, I think we all can agree, they do a great job at introducing the characters yeah. rather than so much how the film was. And then the returning characters, though, seem to have, besides Spider-Man, of course, but Black Riddle returning, Doctor Strange returning, Thor returning, those seem to be at the bottom of phase four for a lot of people. And it's weird because yeah. they're supposed to be characters we know and love. Mm-hmm. The irony. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I know. Which I feel, I got a bold prediction, which I did say in a previous episode, is that Black Panther will be the icing of the cake oh, definitely. for phase four. Uh, yes, that's going to be the. I think that's going to be the best film yet. Oh, it's going to be a perfect ending for sure as well to how phase four is. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's how it all wraps up. You know, the only other contender for it will be Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. yeah. I think, so honestly, I think Spider-Man No Way Home is a, an amazing movie, and I think it is definitely the best out of the MCU 
uh, Phase Four, but take away the three Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Is it still the best <laughs> film of Phase Four? Yes. Yes, you think so? Okay. <laughs> I'm mixed. I th- I think so because. All the villains. Even if you didn't have all three Spider-Man, still the villains still carry the movie. And William Defoe oh. <laughs> just still of going jumps into another universe and beats the shit out of another Spider-Man because he can. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I definitely I was gonna say I my head came to William Defoe as Norman Osborne as well. Mm-hmm. Like he, he carries that show. Oh yeah. It was he played beautifully with that. With that act, with the acting and all that, it it gave me chills just watching that. And you know, it's well to Defoe as well with Green Goblin. Still chills even from the first Spider-Man movie that he was in. Still gives me chills from No Way Home. Like he was born for that role, to be honest. Oh, oh yeah, hundred percent. And the and the you know, if you were to watch back that movie, he almost gives Spider-Man the biggest beat down. Literally, yeah, hand hand kind of beat down. Than he's seen the last three movies. I know, like that action in that movie. I was jumping out of my chair when you saw him fall. Them both fighting between floors of an apartment. Oh, that was intense! And the fact that you saw, you know, Spider Man on top of Goblin, and he was laughing during every punch. I'm like, this is some Joker shit, man. This is crazy. And he he could sense the change. He could sense the Tom Holland Spider Man could sense the change in uh, Norman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was just. All around that entire sequence of scenes following with Aunt May's death was beautiful. It's beautifully dramatic, and I loved like how it was played throughout. Like, when he's standing, I know we're going a little bit off, but like when he's standing in front of the massive TV screen, yeah, and it's raining, oh, and he's bro- and like he's at that point, he's broken. He's ready to kill. So sad. I think I cried during that scene. <laughs> J.K. Simmons pretty much traumatized it. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just awful. Yeah. Uh, I know. I know. But yeah, Phase 4 is still shaping up to be still a very good contender with everything going on, um, I do believe. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, currently right now, She-Hulk is currently streaming. Um, uh, and then we've got the holiday specials at the end, which uh, apparently G- Gamora is not going to be in the holiday special. Yeah, that was yeah. a big surprise. So I have a, so I don't know if you read a little bit on the late trailer that was dropped during Comic Con, but it sounds like she is now the leader of the Ravengers. Ooh, yes, she is indeed. She is taking place of Yondu's spot. Hmm. Makes sense. Yes. So I think that's um, very interesting. I think honestly, that's kind of a perfect way to kind of have her. That way, the stories kind of mingle a little bit, but then at the same time, she's she is going to be on her own. Right? You know, she's not going to be a guardian anymore. That's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Oh, we, we don't we don't know. My biggest like my biggest question going to the Guardians Galaxy is how did she get off the planet? How did yeah. she? <laughs> you got me on that one. It's the same thing. Yeah. How like at the end of Avengers two, how did Hulk get onto Sakaar? <laughs> he had the Quinjet. That's all I know. Yeah, the Quinjet <laughs> was there. In terms of Gamora leaving the planet, who the hell knows? Maybe she's still on Earth. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. We'll definitely see. Oh, yeah. true. True, but Black Black Panther is obviously going to, you know, I guess I just said it's going to completely take the cake, mm-hmm. and that is to me that will just top off the emotional trauma for Phase Four with everything going on, and you know, 
Zach and I have gone back and forth, and I keep telling him Black Panther will be the bigger movie than Avatar 2. No, not a chance. Avatar 2, you got 10 years worth of hype, at least. And half of that is just from James Cameron alone. Mm -hmm. His cocky little ass has been praising this sequel for Avatar for years. And I definitely think Wakanda Forever is going to make a billion dollars. Like that's a hard, that's a hard beat for sure. But I don't think it's going to compare. I think, I think the general audience, because here's the thing though, you look at the MCU, a lot of people going to see Wakanda Forever are ones who have seen all of the MCU. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That's a lot, a lot of people. But you got Avatar, who kind of just focuses on the generic general audience and moviegoers. Or those who watch the ven- uh, Avatar as well. Yeah. And so, want to rewatch, re- yeah. come back remember, to it. Like, Avatar has made, is the highest grossing film of all time. Again, yeah. of Endgame, back and forth. By, ch- by cheating. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Guy- the same type of audience can be, be brought back for the sequel. I just don't think for Endgame that same type of audience can be brought back for Wakanda Forever. Oh, oh no, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't I don't think Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, will be the highest grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying at the box office, I believe that it will be Avatar yeah, 2. Because, because, oh, God, you want to bet on all this shit? <laughs> yeah, damn, damn right. Damn right, I want to make a bet on this. Because the thing is, funny enough, I don't think it will make it that much money because... It's been in development hell. Oh, no, it's really not development hell, but it's been 10 years yeah. since yeah. the first one. But then an argument can be made. I can be completely wrong because look at Top Gun. True. That's been like, what, 30 plus years or so in the making? Yeah, 30 plus years, and it's just stormed it the box War. office. It just passed Infinity War. It's oh. now the sixth highest grossing movie. Of- Domestically. 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 <laughs> no, I thought it was... No, it wasn't domestically, was it? I read it was domestic. So it looks like I just looked it up. Lee is correct. It is domestically <laughs> now, but I think it's so funny that it's even come close to an Avengers movie because that I think that movie's so much fun. It's still shown in theaters, and this, has been, this movie has been in the top five box office all the way up since its release until last week. Mm. And it's still making close to 9 to $10 million a week. <laughs> I, I know. That's insane to think about when the fact – and like this is what I also said in my uh, last episode about Lightyear and why it performed so badly at the box office was because it came out the same week and a half or two weeks when both Top Gun came out oh, and Dr- Jurassic World Dominion. No I'm like, well, of course it got murdered. Yeah, it had no chance with that, unfortunately, which, which stinks. No. Oh, my God. Especially for being but, a Pixar film as well. I know. Yes, that's that's the thing. And like it, it was because it was legacy films. Yeah. You're going up against two legacy films. Like, yes, Jurassic World Dominion was half-baked, mm-hmm. but it was still a legacy film. No, I'm sure that's still – that one still made a shit ton at the box office as well. Wouldn't you still think Lightyear is kind of a legacy film since it has that whole Toy Story saga? I said that I, I said that in my episode too. I was like, well, technically like, Lightyear is a legacy film, yeah. but it's not – Toy Story 5. True. True. Yeah. It's not a sequel. It's more of a prequel, I guess. I mean, there's no Woody, so. 
Yeah. So, but like the whole introduction from Lightyear though was like, oh, this is the movie that Andy watched that made him love Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, but then you have Lightyear yeah. creating its own side characters that we're yeah. not going to worry about yeah, either way. No, people didn't really care for us. Well, we're never going to remember their names exactly. ever again, exactly. and you're never going to think twice. Jumping back over to uh, phase four, <laughs> I personally <laughs> think this phase. Like you said, it's not. It's so tough to compare it to the other ones because it is the black sheep mm-hmm. of the th- of the four phases. You know, this one is so different, so unique, so much darker. Definitely has more trauma. And then you get on top of that, you have the Disney Plus shows that can't always compare to a movie in the past phases. Mm-hmm. So personally, I think I've have been enjoying this phase quite a bit. Yes, it, it it's been more of a roller coaster than a steady steady. Um, cycle i feel like there's been a lot of ups and there's been a lot of downs unfortunately and sometimes that's that's just what happens when you take risks like this you know a lot of people complain so much that mcu is stuck in its formula it's the same old movie but then here we are giving you fresh new stuff and then people are complaining about it Mm -hmm. i I know and then i love it when someone goes oh it's just the same formula i'm like yeah Moon Knight really was uh, <laughs> the same formula as every other project that Marvel's put out. Cuts the entire fight scene. <laughs> yeah. So yeah it's, yeah, it's just next level. It's so different. I know, and that's like as I said to you, uh, as I said to you yesterday was when you sent that uh, running up that hill of the MCU video on YouTube. I was like, yeah, sure, M- Marvel's dead after Endgame, hundred percent. I can see why people think so in recent times because, you know, Doctor Strange and Thor kind of going back to back. And then I don't know about She-Hulk. I've been hearing uh, kind of mixed things about that. It's mixed. Yeah. Then, Have you watched it yet? I haven't watched it yet. I'm watching it next, uh, in a few days. Waiting for my girlfriend. She's on a vacation, so I can't watch it. <laughs> uh, um, uh, well, a little tidbit about my review for this coming Tuesday is that everyone who's complaining about it, are just overanalyzing it yeah. and a little bitchy. That's yep. true. It that's is. what I'm hearing too. Yeah, mm. that's why I hate about people who complain about the Hulk. Uh, another small tangent. People forget this is Bruce Banner inside of Hulk's body. Yeah. Hulk is a raging fighting machine. Bruce Banner is not. He's just a smart guy. Yeah, exactly. So can you imagine, oh, Hulk isn't going to be as angry and violent or mm-hmm. fighting as much. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, Bruce isn't going to be as fighting as much as what his Hulk persona would be. And people need to understand those are two different characters. The you got Hulk, it under control also. Yeah, exactly. Hulk and Bruce Banner are not the same character. They're mm-hmm. two different characters. And yeah. right now, it seems like it's more Bruce than it is Hulk. Yeah. That's that's exactly right, and even and the funny thing is when I watched it, I actually, I actually thoroughly enjoyed the first episode. I was laughing a lot. Yeah, but, so did uh, I. I actually laughed a good amount with, throughout this episode. Uh, so you did watch it, Kyle? I did, not Zach. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so you, yeah. How good was the after credit scene? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I saw the after credit scene. Well, I don't want to spoil it to Zach, but. <laughs> Yeah, no spoilers. Yet. Yeah, don't spoil it, but you need to wait after the credits, Zach. You, yeah. You'll love it. Definitely. I thought it was funny. I'll say that. Okay. I'm not sure about you. Can't wait. Can't wait. Moving on to our next topic for you guys. We um, did a little ranking of Phase 4. 13 projects, I believe. We're going to kind of just list them off. I can start real quick, and then we'll save the last three for later. So starting at number 13, going down. Um, I have What If, Black Widow, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel, Eternals, 
Loki, Thor Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, Moon Knight, and then Hawkeye. And those were my 13 through 4. Uh, um, for me... So we're going, we're, going, we're, going, we're going from the bottom to the top? Yep. For me, 13, Internals. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. Seriously? Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, out of the one, two, three, four, five, six Marvel movies that we've got so far for Phase 4, Internals would have to be the one that, for me personally, has been the least forgettable or like nice like the thing is like for me i enjoy black widow more than internals because you got florence pew true okay. yeah i'll give you that yeah no she carried that movie. You know, yeah yeah and that was that was so good but look uh, i'll say for the very bottom the very bottom will be miss marvel because I, I i liked it but i wasn't overly overly into it um, I put what, I, what if above it, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, because like so far, I can't really count She Hulk, but Moon Knight's been really good. Loki, Loki's above there. I can't wait for season two, and still going up, up the ladder would be yeah, uh, Black Widow, and then Shang Chi. Actually, no, sorry, Thor. Uh, sorry, lower. Thor is lower, but at the very top would be Shang-Chi, Spider-Man Now We're Home, and Doctor Strange. Okay, for movies. For movies. And uh, sorry, uh, sorry, and, and TV TVs would be uh, yeah, WandaVision and Hawkeye at the very top. Okay, so you like And Loki. So you liked, you liked um, Hawkeye more than Loki. No, other way around. Oh, other way. I probably butchered that. Other way around. <laughs> okay. My ranking, I'll go bottom to top. Uh, I have Black Widow on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm sorry. It like what? Fine. It was because, like you said, I mean, the only good thing was Florence Pugh pretty much carrying the whole entire show. And plus, espionage movies are meh with me. I'll say that Miss Marvel sorry. is better than Black Widow. I'll say that. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Um. Next, I have is Eternals. Sorry. Jesus. <laughs> I think I think Eternals is better than what if. Eh. Wow. Uh, wow. Well, eh. Nah, nah, I'll put what if above Eternals. Oh, gosh. Then I have Falcon and Winter Soldier, What If, Thor Lemon Thunder, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Loki's number five, WandaVision number four. And then, I don't know if Whoa. you want to do yeah, why don't you finish this? Let's start the top three. Pick, all right, Lee, we're doing top three, fit, best of phase four. Kick it off, Kyle. Uh, top all three right. for me, uh, third place goes to Moon Knight. Um, just the introduction of this new character that, with this TV show, um, showing the culture also of Egypt as well, showing the hieroglyphics, showing the mummy stuff, showing all that stuff. Fight scenes throughout were amazing. Yes. Except that one weird kaiju fight scene with the big conchu yeah. and then the big other. <laughs> the, the crocodile. The crocodile one, right. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that was okay, but still kind of funny. Love the introduction to, oh my God, what's her name? Layla. Uh, Layla and her costume was beautiful. So that's why I rank it number three. 
Yeah, uh, number two for me is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. One big thing for me is because it's another, it's an Asian superhero story. So that's for me. Fuck y'all bitches. I don't give a fuck. I need my Asian representation. <laughs> Every episode. Yeah. <laughs> need that fucking shit, boy, because we are underrepresented. So fuck y'all bitches. I don't care. Um, still love the storyline for how Shang-Chi is. I can relate to it as well from what he has gone through. Um, the struggles he's been through as well. Um, and I love also Simu Liu as a actor. I have read his biography book as well. Really good book. Yeah. Recommend it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and number one, and I feel like all of us are going to have the same number one, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. <laughs> for obvious reasons, yes. definitely. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would definitely yeah. have to agree. I think for all of us, Spider-Man No Way Home is going to definitely be it. So ironically enough, I, in my top three, I have two movies and a show as well. Mm. So my top, my third favorite of the Phase four so far has been Shang Chi. Yep, very similar reasons to Kyle. I think, I think a lot, this movie is very underrated. I don't yep. think a lot of people appreciate it enough. I think the fight scene between nah. um, Shang and the Death Dealer, what is it, and that abandoned skyscraper? Mm-hmm. I think that fight is one of the best fights in the MCU. It's oh, so it. <clears throat> awesome, and I think it's just as comparable to the fight of Captain America versus Winter Soldier on the highway. Yeah, awesome fight. Absolutely love it. My number two is WandaVision. Oh, still. This is, this is the only show I ever rewatched so far. Mm. So I think that's very, I think that's something to say. And then, of course, number one is Spider Man. Obvious reasons, like I said, like for sure, amazing movie, great villain. I can't villains. wait. Villains, yes. <laughs> I can't wait. Kyle and I are going to go see the re release of that here soon as well. Oh, with the 11 minutes? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 11 minutes, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> it makes a difference. <laughs> I'm very curious to know what that 11 minutes is going to be. So they did they did describe the scenes that they're adding, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. You're going to have to tell me if, uh, what it's like, uh, whether it's, well, surely, oh, they won't come on Disney+. Plus. I know. Well, I think regardless, it's so good that we're having this extra 11 minutes of content only because Spider-Man No Way Home in general was just an amazing movie with, you know, bringing back, obviously, the three Spider-Men that we all grew up to love and adore, especially Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, you know, can't go wrong with those two. Um, also, the whole villain story with uh, Green Goblin coming back, Lizard coming back as well, Electro, uh, Doc Ock as well, which was my personal favorite because Doc Ock was just, had so much inspiration and so much power. Such a good villain. It's such a good villain and such a story from what he has and such a big development as well that we learned throughout that movie for Doc Ock. Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, for myself, again, Spider-Man No Way Home, number one. Number two, Vision. Number three. Number three probably have to be Loki. Mm, really? Interesting. Okay. See, a lot of people go back and forth between Loki and WandaVision as being, like, which one's the better show? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they hit different things. They hit different things. Absolutely. But, look, I, I know you have so much love for the internals. It just, yeah, it just didn't hit the mark with me personally. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Uh, and Thor, Love and Thunder had a lot of good points, uh, a lot of great action set pieces. You know, it's still a solid, fun Family movie, yeah. But movie. That's a really good way to it, kind of describe it. Honestly, movie, yeah. should have probably had an extra like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
but not, it's not, the thing is, it's not the worst. Like, it's still, I keep forgetting people, I think people keep forgetting, it is still a lot better than Thor 2. Oh, definitely. Oh, in a heartbeat. Like, oh, it is still so much better. I've seen some recent rants on the internet saying that Thor the Dark World is actually a good movie. Oh, God, why? And they made some interesting points, and it definitely made me think for a minute. Well, it's not the, it's not the worst. It's not, it's not the worst, yeah. but it's not like the one that you go back yeah, to and watch. Yeah. You can pretty much go watch Thor and then Thor 3. Yeah. Mm. I think it's funny that we all noted, though, I think we've all enjoyed Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, more than we did Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, I think we all can agree with that, which is also kind of interesting to think about because, I mean... You saw what we ended up doing on our Instagram. We tried to predict the box office for Thor Love and Thunder. And I had a feeling it wasn't going to do great at the box office, mm-hmm. especially after seeing a, a couple early reviews where, yeah, like Doctor Strange is close to like seven, eight hundred million at the box office. I, I don't think Thor is even close to that. Mm-hmm. I'm not too I'm not too sure. The thing, the thing is, it's not the thing is a lot of people who ripped on it. It's not people like, you know, this is trash. It's terrible. It's actually not it's not pure trash it's not that bad you're making it out to be it was just not what you wanted it to be exactly it was i think it was just so much hype along with it as well on top of it like i still (laughs) remember you know at the end of uh no way home we got the trailer for multiverse of madness and like that's such a big step to go through as well and such a big hype for that movie to go through like do we were all hoping that it was going to be way better than Spider-Man No Way Home. I was thinking that personally. I'm guessing Zach and probably Yubi had that kind of yeah. expectation, right? Yeah. So I, it sucked that we are ranking it like, I'm, I think from what I can recall, like somewhere in the middle of like what we thought throughout Phase 4, which is sad because I was hoping I would have kind of ranked it higher up, but... Most hype project of the Phase, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Not yeah. Well, but the thing is... Well. Wanda was the best performance in that movie. Definitely. She she was the best performance and showing all her abilities and everything was just fantastic. Like I feel everything that got built up in one vision was paid off in Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange felt like the side character of his own movie. That's which one? Yeah. It should have been Wanda featuring Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we needed these moments with Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. We got little hints of it, but I I He's such a complex, arrogant, cocky character. It would have been awesome to see him break down and have to rebuild himself back up. But we just did not get that. And I mm. felt like after seeing oh, him. We kind of did because, well, not, not a full breakdown, but yeah. the biggest trend through the whole movie was, are you happy? Yeah, true. No, yeah. It was a great message. Like, are you happy? And he was struggling with that the whole time. Mm. And like, I hey, I'd be happy too if – you know, right in the movie that my love interest told me that it's best to be friends. Yet this woman, this woman from another dimension, just popped in and told me to go on an adventure with her, and she's not too bad looking. True. <laughs> so pretty much, Doctor Strange just got friend zoned by Christine, and then oh, a new woman comes up, and oh, let's go. Yeah, exactly. Comes out of nowhere. Was like, come with me. Okay. <laughs> oh my god, I hated that so much. <laughs> just getting over the love of my life. Two seconds later, oh yeah, I'll, I'll come with you. I'll come with you. Oh, <laughs> turns out you're you're my future wife. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? I've got nothing to do. All the Avengers are dead. So <laughs> I wanted to touch note on Black Widow. So the reason why Kyle and I I think we both ranked it so low is because what 
would you say the side characters were more interesting again than Black Widow herself? That was one thing for me was the side characters like like Florence Pugh was yeah. one of my favorite ones. Elena was more fun to Elena. watch on screen than Natasha. Mm-hmm. Another thing was also I still remember the whole spiel with like what happened with the release of this movie as well. Mm-hmm. Like if I can recall, it was they were going to try to release it on theaters, but then COVID was starting to build up or something like that. So then they had to switch it over. To, then they had to delay it because they were going to wait till COVID got better, quote unquote. Yeah, and it got split between streaming and theater release. Exactly. And then there was that whole thing where, oh, if we're going to release it on streaming, but then we're going to have you guys pay like an extra $30 to watch it. Uh, yeah. I forgot. I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, though. That didn't yeah. affect the quality of the show. It didn't, no. The, the quality also no. was weird. I mean, like like for me personally, like those type of espionage type of movies are, they're like hit or miss for me, to be honest, in my personal opinion. So that's why I ranked it low. I think it had such a good way of like doing, or the potential of doing a really dark espionage type movie. Yeah. A little bit darker than The Winter Soldier. And I just felt like it didn't hit those marks yeah. at all. And the whole situation no. with Taskmaster, I just felt very underwhelmed with this movie. And especially with all of the buildup with COVID and stuff. I thought it was going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing is, what uh, what big props I will give for that movie is, A, Florence Pugh. Yep. She smashed out of the park, and everyone cannot wait until she pops up. Another thing I did really enjoy is the beginning of the film. If you ta- oh. If you don't know that... That's a, if you did not know that's Black Widow, that's dark, that's gritty, mm-hmm. the tone, you know, you'd think it's a Jason Bourne film mm-hmm. at the very start. And hearing that that cover of Smells Like Team Spirit, yeah. like that cover and the tone is fantastic at the very start. Definitely. Absolutely. I thought that was, that was like the strongest points of the movie. I that was the best stuff. part of the movie it for me. Been, yeah. <laughs> And it's, yeah, you know, even the opening sequence where they're get, they're getting chased. Mm-hmm. I thought that was done really well too. We saw yeah, the mother get shot, and you're like, oh, we see blood for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, see, like how it ended, you like, mm, just I just put you off a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly right. And um, not to not to mention. Took me until the very end of the movie to realize that's the, the mom is the same bird from the mummy. Oh yeah, what's her name? Uh, it's not Penelope. Rachel White. I forgot her name, but yeah, she's the same chick from the mummy. I was like, Love interest in Brendan. Whoa. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think Rachel Weiss was just a very interesting choice. I thought she killed it, hmm. and I think it was funny. Yeah, they just had a very star-studded cast. Who was it with? Uh, what's his name? David Harbour as well. Oh, from Stranger Things. Yes. I think we can all agree it came out at the wrong time. Definitely. It should have been before Infinity War. Definitely. Yes, big sad. And I think I hate to say it. it I hate to say it, but that has an effect on how, how you feel towards the movie. And Does it's it? just, and it doesn't always give it a fair fight. But like, it's just hard not to look past that either. Because mm-hmm. I remember, yeah, this was wasn't this the first movie of Phase Four, anyways? Yep. Like yep. I think we like you said, um, we sh- this should have been released way before on like Infinity War for sure, just so we can get even a little bit of development for who Black Widow is. Yes, we yeah, did- it should come out of Civil War, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, yes, we did get introduced to her. Geez, I think the first film was what um, event? The first Avengers movie, Iron Man two, or Iron Man two, Iron Man two. Yeah, I feel like around that timeline would have been the perfect time to release that Black Widow movie to really yeah, learn more about her. For sure. I- yeah, but then again, then again, if it released that far back, you wouldn't have seen Florence. Yeah, 
that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would have been interesting. Would have been cool to see her do like a shield type movie. But then again, we also got that with Winter Soldier. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I mean, the reason why we never got her movie was for the dumbest reasons. You know, CEO at the time, I don't know if it was CEO of MCU or Disney, but he was very against it. I think I think it was Dis- Disney because because remember there was the whole flip and argument after Civil War. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So just dumb, so, dumb reasons. Yeah, I know. I know. I I always think it's like, oh yeah, we can't use a female lead movie. I'm like, re- what? Like it's didn't it's been done multiple times in other media in other movies. It's been done repeatedly. Yeah. And not to mention, she's kind of not a full superhero. She's more of a spy. I'm like, oh, wow, a female spy movie. That's never been done before. What are we going to do? It's, it's just a damn joke. And it, it's honestly infuriating that it took this long. And I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson because once they got a green light, it did seem like the movie was a little bit rushed. And the, the lack of writing, especially with Taskmaster, yeah. it showed. You know, oh, and COVID. Yep, yeah, exactly. It was mm-hmm. just, just very unfortunate events, unfortunately. Very bad. Um, jumping over yeah. back to Wanda. This is like a big question. Because you mentioned earlier, Lee, she is the anchor of Phase 4. And I think for sure we can all agree with mm-hmm. that one. Death, kind of, in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Do we think this character is redeemable? Do we think she will appear in a future Avengers movie? Mm-hmm. I can guarantee you that she will appear in a, in Avengers movie. You do not have the single most powerful character in the MCU die like that. Yep. Uh, and you do not see her again. So she, over there, shout out, she will appear again. I feel like you won't see her in Phase 5. I would predict maybe you'll see her at the end just to give it a break so that when she does appear, you're like, <gasps> holy shit. But she will definitely be in Avengers 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking as well. Like, I, She is a redeemable character for sure. You yeah. think so? I think so. Dude, she, do, you, yeah. do you ever go back and watch Doctor Strange? She annihilated those sorcerers. Oh, I know she did. <laughs> even Loki. We didn't even see Loki do that kind of extent. But do you think that was because... No, I think she she murdered all them wearing no shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was because of the dark hole. Yeah. It's just, it's so tough. You know, Doctor Strange is not going to, like, light her back. Mm. You know, he's not, like, it's... I, I think for sure they're going to need her mm-hmm. for Kang and Secret Wars. It's just so hard to believe with how... I wouldn't say they gutted her character, but how how much of a big turn they did with her. You know, wanted, she wanted to kill a child in this movie. Like, yeah, let's so. think about that for a second. Like, oh, come on. Every major villain wants to kill a child. It's, it's not that bad. It's honestly true, though. And it's, but not every major character villain has started out a major hero. No. Well, yeah. uh, no, no, they haven't. And, you know, it's funny, actually. I think it was an interview with um, Elizabeth Olsen. Mm-hmm. The fact that when she did murder the entire Illuminati, she was not at her full power. Yeah, oh, that was—I like, know she was dreamwalking. Yeah, that's like nothing because she was dreamwalking in a Wanda that hadn't read the Dark Hold. So if that was the Wanda from our universe going into that, she would have obliterated them even quicker. I know it's nuts to think about. I, I so it's just so tough to wrap my head around it mm-hmm. that she can be redeemable. I want her to be. But I feel like in order for this to happen, we definitely need 
more flashbacks of her getting taken over by the dark hope. Yeah. Wasn't I wasn't there a thing where she could possibly be in Agatha Covenant Chaos? So she's confirmed not to be anymore. Is that what it's they say? Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah she's confirmed not to be in it. But then again, like it could mean that though. Oh, they confirmed anything, you know? I think it would be uh, an excellent way to have her in that show and an excellent way to kind of like drive that show to a different tone of WandaVision. Yeah. You have a broken Scarlet Witch hates herself so much at the edge of it, can't control these powers, possessed by the Darkhold, and she's going back to Agatha mm-hmm. to help. Well, the Darkhold's gone. What's that? Yeah, exactly. Darkhold's Dark yeah. gone, but she still has like the after effects of what the Darkhold did to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm, I was saying to Mark, Mark's like, she's dead. I'm like, she's not dead. No, no, like, no, she, no. She's not she's dead. Not There's no way. She's too big of a fan now. Like She's, 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 she's just as popular as the top six now. Yeah, top six MCU or well, yeah. Avengers. Yeah, and apparently uh, talks for her own movie are also happening as well. Oh yeah, my stake is the fact that she's redeemable. She will appear in Avengers five and six, and she will because the villain will be Kang. Mm-hmm. I feel we will really get to see her full extent of her powers. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, definitely. I could see like mutants coming in later, and then she mm-hmm. kind of resonates more with them. And kind of kind of goes on her own path with them. That could be a possibility as well. Yeah. But it also seems like mutants aren't going to happen until like phase seven, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the stage because we did, we didn't we learn there's some contract obligations yeah. that they, they characters can't be recast for a certain amount of time or something like that. Yeah. For they can't use it at that point. But the funny thing is, I did see an interview. And it was uh, someone was speaking to Kevin Feige about the mutants. He's like, oh, you know, so we're going to see uh, the mutants over the next uh, 10 years. And Kevin Feige's like, wait, you want to wait that long? I don't want to wait that long to show you mutants. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know. That'd be wild. <laughs> like, he was a bit shocked. He's like, you're not, what? No, please. I don't know about you, but I ain't waiting that long. The mutants are so tough to handle because you got all of these characters that you're building up, especially with Phase 4. And then it's tough to transition into an entire different era with mutants. Um, don't get me wrong. So, like, what would Phase 7 be like? Would you have one movie of the mutants? Or would entire Phase 7 just be specific to the mutants? Because that's how big they are to the universe. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm in two minds. Like, there's a part of me that I want them to do the Marvel effect of, like, what they did with Spider-Man. As in, like, you know the backstory? Let's just go. Yeah. There's another part of me that's like, I would like to see how Marvel would handle the origin story of the X-Men. I don't want to see another Wolverine movie by themselves. I don't want to see a Cyclops movie by themselves. I would like to see an X-Men movie on them, like their first joint mission together, even though that's like that first class, but in the MCU setting. Absolutely. That would be perfect. That would yeah. be absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. for sure. I got it. You know, and even Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel could be in there. That's true, yeah. Since she's if like she's a mutant. Yeah. I, I still am on the edge that she could still be in inhuman, especially with the mutants not coming until later on. So I I'm holding out, you know, I'm holding out. They introduced Black Bull for for God's sake and uh what is it, Multiverse of Madness. And, and they died. mentioned <laughs> Yeah, I know he died, but they literally mentioned the king of inhumans. They didn't mention Charles Xavier was a mutant, mutant yeah. in Doctor Strange. So I think that was kind of interesting. No, but he did have the music. Yeah. It's all about the music. That stupid X-Men 97. That's 97. That was played in Miss Marvel <laughs> that you can see in the credit or in the captions. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, they're throwing us through the loop with that one for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you guys think is one of the um, the best villain of Phase 4? 
Are we all in agreement that it could be Goblin? For me personally, I would say as a fresh villain, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Mm. Next up would be yeah, Green Goblin. Mm. Uh, next would be Wanda on a technicality. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And think Wen Wu. the dad from Shang Chi. Yeah, I think Wen, Wen, Wen Wu a lot of again underrated. I think mm-hmm. he like that villain actually was pretty good as well, especially yeah. with his redeemable arc at the very end of the movie. Like mm-hmm. that tore me apart when to see him sacrifice himself yeah, for that... his child that he hated the entire movie. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I yeah. do like Wen Wu being much. the villain. I was also thinking maybe Sylvie because like. Sylvie would be technically Ooh. the villain because she's yeah. the big cause of this whole multiverse F mm-hmm. up, you know. Maybe also King of Car- Conquer on top of it, even though it was only a brief introduction to him. But I feel like Sylvie... He, technically, he didn't do anything. Yeah, true. That's what I was thinking on top of it. But like, I guess it's more focused with Sylvie then, that she pretty much caused this whole multiverse mix-up, I guess, with everything. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. She- hey, hey, the biggest... The biggest moments always start with a Loki. That's also true. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. Like, the, she caused the multiverse to crack. Yeah. But then there was no explanation of, like, you know, that leading into Spider-Man and Multiverse of Man. You know, be... Kevin Feige has gone on the record and say those events that happened with those two movies were caused because of Sylvie. Mm-hmm. Or, or because of the I think... timeline cracking. But that was never shown at all in the movies. Mm-hmm. Like, Doctor Strange's spell didn't work in Spider-Man because of the multiverse cracking. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's cuz I I'm taking my bet is that what she's done is the fact that she's broken the walls as we can see between the multiple worlds. Yeah. So with Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange wasn't participating in that at all. That's why he's so shocked. Yeah. And that's how all these characters were able to seamlessly jump to world to world mm-hmm. so easily. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think she's the big villain that causes all shit to go down. Yeah. And fucking Sophie. Another Loki. <laughs> and it all comes back to Loki, man. Start mm-hmm. with Loki and yeah. finish. Yeah. <laughs> Another Loki. God damn it. <laughs> Start all this shit. But yeah, I'd say that would be my top villains for phase four going into this. Interesting enough is how, who's going to be the villain for Black Panther. I know. Yeah. I have no idea. I think because we know it's not going to be Namor. Yeah, I think it's actually going to be a Namor villain. I think they showed a concept art of what this villain It's He's blue, which is ironic. <laughs> Avatar? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Avatar. But, the yeah. Well, <laughs> have you heard who the other rumored villain is meant to be, actually? No. What? The rumor is it's meant to be Doctor Doom. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, not appearing, but he will be sending a squad team to look for something or something like that, and he will cause the rift between Wakandians and Atlanteans. Interesting. Hmm. You think they would shove Doctor Strange or Doctor Doom in this movie? No, I don't think it will. I think it would be more so like towards the end. It's like, oh, where are you from? Liveria or Liveria, where it is. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, that's where Doctor Doom is. Oh, okay, yeah. so kind of just mentioning him. Yeah, like- yeah, like who sent you? And like, where are you from? And they'd be like, we're from Laveria. And then they, they'd take the pill thing and kill themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that could be definitely something. There was a concept art. I can't think of the name. But there was a, definitely a concept art of this Atlantean that definitely looked like one of the main villains. Hmm. And I thought they, uh, yeah. I didn't know if that was confirmed or not. But we also have to remember Namor is a mutant. <laughs> oh, God. In the com- yeah, he is. In the comics, he is. 
So that's also something to think about. And I also, this is also kind of another tidbit, completely random, but She-Hulk is also, also broke the fourth wall before Deadpool did in the comics as well. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Which I did say in my review, I would love to see a scene with both of them talking to each other and then break the fourth wall at the same time. Uh, yeah. It's eight walls broken. Yeah, exactly. Or six, six. <laughs> Eight walls. <laughs> so, question for you. an eighth. Oh, oh, that's right, an eighth wall break. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of wrapping up on our last point of this amazing collaboration. Great collaboration! Definitely. It's always a pleasure with you guys, Absolutely. and I can't wait for more in the future. Absolutely, could I agree more? What do we think about DC <laughs> against Marvel? Can I just? And- Oh. <laughs> the reason why I bring up this point, what, what do you? Have to I was going to say it in one word. Oh, okay. Give me a sec. <laughs> and the reason why I bring up this point is because you know DC has been on a roller coaster of events. You know, they, Warner Bros. does not have their shit together. Very obvious. Now they're looking more like a damn joke, especially with their Batgirl cancellation. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- there is something to recognize, though, over the past couple projects that they did have. You know, Wonder Woman was good, but that was a long time ago. Um, Five years ago, I think, actually. Um, But look at Peacemaker Mm -hmm. or The Suicide Squad. Like, Mm -hmm. that. I think those are both great projects for the DC Universe. And it stinks because it's just one director for both of them. Yeah. (laughs) I know, the four best words you want to hear, directed by James Gunn. (laughs) Who was also from Marvel. I know, exactly. <laughs> and like, yes. I can summarize pretty much what you just asked. Is DC coming up on the MCU? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's literally not because like the, there was too many setbacks from what happened. Like you said with Batgirl and the only two good shows, the only, the only good two shows were Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. Maybe also the original Suicide Squad with Will Smith and them, but... Yeah. It half and half. It was yeah. hot garbage. Oh, shush. <laughs> I think it was okay. Oh, uh, yeah. It's. It. What annoys me, like, oh, I tell you, oh, yeah, that's right. I sent you the photo. I've got a Batman tattoo, didn't I? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah. Zach, show me. Yeah. Nothing like getting a tattoo when you're 21 for the 75th anniversary <laughs> of Batman. It's awesome, dude. I love it. Uh, because I, I said a voicemail to Zach because I just said it in general conversation. And he was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Oh. yeah, at first I was like, is he making a figure of speech? I mean, he was like, no, I got a real tattoo. Here it is. Oh, wow. Nah, I love to see. And I Batman is like the, I remember the Batman animated TV show. And that really got me into superheroes and comics and all that. So my original love is all from DC nice. and growing up with the Batman films um and then when i get you know, early 2000s that's when i really dived into marvel and got into spider-man x-men daredevil um fantastic four and that's where my love for all that grew and grew and grew even further so i had so for me i'm originally well still a dc fan now but i had so high hopes like i would love to see the fact that dc be so interconnected and everything just like the mcu should be you know um, I made a good point to Zach not too long ago was the fact that, you know, you've got Warner Brothers that owns DC. They have A, all the characters. B, they started the superhero genre with Batman and Superman. You know, they had all the cards in place and everything prepped and primed 
to be the absolute juggernaut powerhouse that Marvel is, yet look where they are now. The studio that doesn't have all their characters has just mopped the floor with you. I know. It's horrible to compare the two. And I think it it should be noted that DC, Warner Bros. should not be trying to copy Marvel. They, mm-hmm. I thought they were doing a decent job. You know, I, I told you this earlier a few weeks, maybe a week ago or so, Lee, that I think that they were starting to finally catch their footing. Mm-hmm. Yes, it wasn't amazing, but like, Again, the recent projects did show a little bit of hope for the universe. Mm-hmm. And then here they are again with yep. the Batgirl crap. And now you're like, oh, here they are again copying Marvel for like the third time now. Mm-hmm. Third time. Third time they're trying to make a shared universe. And I even if you draw back and you go back to my first episode of this year, I said the fact that this could be the very strongest year for DC and could be very on par of matching Marvel this year. You kind of take that back, unfortunately. Yeah, I take it. I take it back. <laughs> what do you mean, Black Adam is going to change the hierarchy of the DC? Oh, no! I don't oh, hear that damn sentence again. I'm like. I love it's like oh I go change the hierarchy of DC. Who's your competition? No. Who is your competition? I have no competition. Shazam. Shazam. Oh, Shazam that is going to be murdered in cold blood going against Avatar two. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Aren't they releasing yeah, the that, same? I still have. I still think that's going to be. Yeah, December sixteenth. I still think that's going to be pushed back. It has. Um, the reason why I brought up this whole DC conversation is because. Out of all the Marvel movies or Marvel shows, I still liked Peacemaker the most compared to all of those. Yeah, if that makes any sense. I agree with and you. And I feel like Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker. Peacemaker was so good. I uh, that's completely surprised me because when I remember it got announced, I was like, uh, "Yeah, okay." But after watching it, I'm like, "No, you need to go watch this." Absolutely. And I just think it's funny if I liked it more than the Disney Plus shows. Just imagine what James could, Gunn could do with an entire universe. I, I know he would never do it because he's so busy, but it just makes me think, like, wow, this gives me slight hope. But then they took it away, yeah. per usual. We had hope in the yeah. beginning, but not anymore. I have hope for season two of Peacemaker still. That's still in production, so mm-hmm. let's keep it going. Yeah, that's still that's still in the cards, and their spinoff show is still on the cards as well. Uh, I think it's for the Man Waller show. I think it's still on the cards. Um, so apparently James Gunn has gone on his Twitter feed saying the fact that that's still, um, safe. that still hasn't been affected. Yeah, it's still mm. safe. Yeah, it's still safe. But that's, you know, that's the problem being with it, you know, and people say, you know, DC's better than Marvel. Right now I'm like, you have no leg to stand on. There is nothing <laughs> you can say that can touch Marvel at this stage. Absolutely. You know, like the the Batgirl, the bat the Batgirl movie. What the what the fuck was that? Just I wanted know. to watch it. You, okay, you were one of the few people that I know. That I just wanted to watch just it. to know what would have been the potential for it. Well, see, if it never got canceled, you would have like never had that thought, though. True. Yeah. So that's that's what's kind of funny though when you think about it. a lot of people I knew oh. weren't that excited for it, but now they're all 
I'm, an uproar because it got canceled, which I'm mad that it got canceled. I wish I had the opportunity to see it, but let me have that choice to see it or not. Don't mm-hmm. take it away entirely. Yeah, that's exactly my point. That's exactly right. And you're going to put it on streaming anyway. So what have you, the thing is, I don't understand. It's like, what did you have to lose if you're just putting it on streaming? Because you're not doing a box office thing. You're not doing, um, you know, look at, look at Prey. Yeah. Prey was only on streaming. That 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 was a joke too. I, and that could have been a theatrical release. That could have made so much money with just the buzz around it by itself. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand their mindset. And and Ben Affleck can't make up his mind <laughs> whether he's in the DCU or if he's not. Isla, Isla Miller apparently has just apologized for his mental health. Amber Heard is <laughs> an effed up woman that. Is just I'm pretty sure the only work she can get right now is from our OnlyFans. <laughs> um, no easy. one's gonna, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no studio is going to touch her from a bar of soap. <laughs> um, it's just bloody in shambles, yeah. and you have the gore of people going, "Yeah, DC's better." I'm like, the only thing right now that DC has is Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, mm-hmm. and I don't have high hopes for Black Adam. No, no. I think Black Adam is going to be worse than Shazam. I think it's going to be just uh, wanna be. It's going to be a rock movie, so we know what it is. Whoever it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a rock movie. It's going to be a rock movie, and you'll have no doubt you'll see him in the jungle (laughs) with his jungle gear on. Yes, he's going to put on human clothes, human clothes, the white t, the white button up t shirt, brown khaki pants. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what you're gonna see. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was a photo a couple of days ago, and someone had tweeted that, and it was like four scenes where he was wearing the same thing, oh, and the yeah, caption was like, "Would you believe me if I told you this was four separate yeah, movies?" I, I said that the tickets for two episodes, and yeah, I saw that same picture. I think it's so funny; it's just mind boggling to think that he is the exact same character in every movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I know it's so funny. See, <laughs> <laughs> I just pulled it out. And I'm just like looking at it. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I just can't can't believe it. And the thing is, he, I feel sorry for the Rock in the sense of the fact that you know he will be, you know, he's going to put one hundred and ten percent in this movie. He will have complete high hopes. He will want it to be very strong for the DCU and everything. But you know, it's it's Warner Brothers, and the direction is going to let him down. I know, I know exactly. You know, we would. I would love to see him go up against Henry Cavill Superman. That is box office money. But that. Warner Brothers doesn't like money. <laughs> Warner Brothers doesn't like Superman. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see. It doesn't make any sense. They're they're trying to do it to save money for Batgirl, and I feel like if you easily dropped it in theaters, she would it would have easily made a hundred million, which would have made its money back. Yeah, because you had. Mark Keenan as Batman coming and back. Brandon. You also had Brendan Fraser doing his like career resurgence. I just don't know how to react to all of this. It's just because of how bad this everything is. I, I have no hope to see, sadly. And unless they can make it up with something like, like you said, Peacemaker 2 would be amazing. Another possible Suicide Squad movie, maybe like a follow up. Maybe that could hopefully be yeah. a better. The better half of DC, because like it also does shit with like, Ezra yeah. Miller and the Flash, like yeah, oh, oh, I know. And to top it off, last I read was that there is no plan. Well, I could you know until you see DC fandom, the Batman two is so far off. Yeah, it's not greenlit yet. 
which is very sad. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, uh, it's not green lit. Which I thought we would have at least got some kind of tile card or something at Comic Con. The movie made close to eight hundred million at the box office. It's a no brainer. Hmm. Yeah, no, then don't I don't know what they're doing, and you know even DC fandom that's coming up. I'm more like, what are you going to show me? What are you yeah, possibly going to be showing me? That I'm going to be so excited for nothing. Mm-hmm. They got nothing anymore, and I think it's hilarious. So dumb. No, nah, like we'll probably get a new trailer for the Flash. Probably a new trailer for um, Shazam. Probably a new trailer for Aquaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe a title call card for the new Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Wonder Woman, which Wonder hopefully doesn't get butch- butchered again. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, and oh, go right ahead. Oh, and uh, what was it? Um, Blue Beetle. Yeah, oh, Blue I'm Beetle, excited for that yeah, one. Yeah, that one looks cool. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It's got a great actor mm-hmm. from Cobra Kai. Yeah, I was, I was half expecting that to be. Yeah, that's also canceled. No, please don't. don't. Like, please keep Blue Beetle of all things. Like, I his actually, costume looks so cool. I'm very excited for that. Mm-hmm. Great actor, great costume. Like, this could be a good a good thing. Don't mm-hmm. ruin it, Warner. This could be the benefit to make. Uh, <laughs> make great DC yeah. come back up. This could be another Iron Man movie. Let's go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. DC, you know what we need? We need an Iron Man. <laughs> Which character is the closest to Iron Man? And we will build our DCU around him. Oh, That'd be so funny. It's not wrong. Imagine. <laughs> imagine. Well, well, I know. The thing, I don't know, the thing is, like, they, we're still going off from the original Man of Steel. And you, it's funny because if you try and put this all into one giant collection box... You can see all the tone shifts, all the character changes. <laughs> like, I know. It's a fucking mess. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. And I think this is why, you know, we've seen everything that DC has pumped out. And we can all agree we love Marvel. Mm-hmm. This is what the episode's about. Like, this is what many episodes are about from our podcast. Like, there is a reason why the MCU is at the top of the line because they can pump out great quality. And that is what we love. And they have their shit together. That is the, boom, boom, right there. That is the sentence of this episode. <laughs> Marvel has their shit together Amen. compared to DC. That's like, oh, let's just throw whatever we want at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> or better yet, you know what the fans want? They want to see Joker in a musical. Let's get Lady Gaga and let's do that. That sounds fantastic. I don't mind that, to be honest. Is It'd that what you're saying? Yeah, because it's Lady Gaga, and she does have some dark undertones. I'll say that she so. was good in The Star Is Born. Yeah, The Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. And she was in American Horror Story, wasn't she? She was. Yeah. yeah. I, they're gonna be wrong. I, I hope it will be good, but it, at the same time, I don't think it needed a sequel on paper. I agree. Mm. I think it's a stretch. I think that that covered all the main points, think- Zach. Absolute props to you for being the host for this particular episode. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> There's a lot to handle, though, Lee. Why don't you wrap us up on this amazing collaboration <laughs> for us here? Well, that I can definitely do. And look, guys, thank you very much for joining with the collab today. This was so much fun, and I love doing collabs with you guys. You are the most recurring guest <laughs> on my podcast. Yay! You are the, my first international guest, and actually – Tell everybody what you're wearing on your heads right now. We got our beanies from Lights, Camera, Brands. Yes, you mailed us the beanies. You're welcome, sirs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spending over $50 <laughs> to send it over to us. 
50, it was 100. Oh, oh, God. God. Oh, the Vini was 25, the shipping was oh, 75. Gosh, that is nuts to think about. We'll send you something back. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I look forward to more collaborations in the future. Um, as I, said, I was about to say, you guys were the very first international guest I ever had on my podcast, and that's something I'll never forget, um, obviously. And I hope everyone listening has enjoyed this episode. So please comment, share, like DM us. Like, do you, what do you think of Phase 4? Do you, for some reason, believe DC is better? Please come fight us. I'm more than happy to do that. You know, where do you see everything going? Do you also, most of all, what do you think Black Panther will be? How do you think that's going to go? Uh, but... Look, guys, I'd just like to say again, thank you so much. And all together, you got any final words, guys? It was great to be here. Amazing collaboration, as always. Definitely not going to be our last. Yeah. And we truly appreciate you being our first collaboration. Like, we hold that dear, dear to our heart as well. Like, it's been such a blast um, growing our friendship, growing our podcast together. And this was an awesome episode to talk about. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. Same thing that said. Like, so so happy to be you being our first international collab collaboration podcast. Like, we can't thank you enough to even agreeing to talk to us. Like, I'm so happy. Like, we even got to do this, and we're still even pushing through, pushing out. This is what our third collab uh, episode. Fourth, yep. yeah, third collab episode. So, and this will be many more to come for sure. Damn right, and you guys are most welcome as always. Appreciate it, and yeah. And uh, any final words? If you have listened this far, go follow us all thank on you. Instagram <laughs> and thank you. Yeah, thank you. Instagram, yes. Twitter, and go check out our YouTube channels as well. Yes. Uh, we always appreciate. It. And look, you guys also, if you haven't, you need to go jump onto Nerdose's Instagram because all of their visual things when they do post on their episodes are fantastic oh well thank you lee we appreciate that and likewise yeah get on his man he's at like 1300 followers don't let it stop yep. no next target's 2000 oh, yes. yes love it love that's it love the goal it. uh which you guys i think you guys are only 300 off hitting a thousand not mm-hmm. too far not get too there. far we're getting there yeah. <laughs> uh well thank you very much guys and for everyone thank you very much for joining this episode and until next time Happy ranting. See ya. Bye.